Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month, you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content, such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else, and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Brain again, and he's got it! Gavin was closing in. Oh, Gavin has scored! Abdul Osman against Brad Jones to put Liverpool out of the cup and not that to three! Hello, I'm Charles. Welcome to It's All Cobblers to Me. Danny and Neil are here to chat about the Cobblers promotion boat setting sail while Chessie is making friends with Donald Duck in Paris. How are you guys? You okay? Oh, Tremendous, Charles. Charles. Very damn excellent. After that weekend, I'm still recovering from... Sunday night. I bet we all are, I think, and we will definitely talk about it in a minute. Uh, I think Champions. first things first. Indeed. First things first, just, First things yeah. first. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> hey, hey. 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 Let's start with it. Yay. Save it. Save it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, really save yet. it. Save it. Um, Chessie's in Paris. Chessie's. Danny... Danny, where are you? It's like a Netflix series. <laughs> see him. Would, would watch it. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, I'm, still, I'm still in my secret location for Giant Book Festival. I can't reveal that location, Charles. Okay. On. But in terms of where you are actually like now, can you describe oh. the venue? Yes. I'm in a corridor in a hotel, looking out <laughs> onto a courtyard. Uh, <laughs> a deep pit. Outside someone's door, are you? <laughs> I'm not. Uh, I'm next to a vending machine. 
Oh, so if you get it, nice. Important. <laughs> important spot to be in. Oh, yeah, Halfway yeah, through, if Danny gets peckish, you know what's going to yeah. you're going to hear that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll hear a rustle. <laughs> this, is, this is my version of Neil at uh, Centre Box. Oh, all the way back to episode one. Blimey. Because <laughs> you imagine, blimey. And uh, Neil, uh, you're also out and about, but less conspicuously uh, in terms of those listening on the pod. Where are you? Yes, I am in the Greyhound Pub Garden. Shout out. Shout out to the Greyhound. Shout out to the Greyhound. No food on tonight. No food? No. A couple in front of me were furious. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, dear. Um, So Neil has already told us just before we started to record that uh, a couple of dates are going on in the pub. Um, Neil suggested going and interviewing them for the podcast for your listening pleasure. Um, anyone wearing a cobbler shirt? No, but I did just stop <laughs> someone taking a picture of me. <laughs> really? I was turning up to take the cobbler shirt. I'm pretty sure they were taking a picture and it would probably go on Snapchat. Look at this moron. Oh, well, I mean, I don't, I don't want to say that you're used to it, but <laughs> no, you're right, Charles. You're right. Um, no, 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 no cobbler's representation here at all. No football shirts at all, actually, oh. Charles. That's a, that's a shame. Never mind. Classy establishment. Classy Oh, that's why you're there, is it? Okay. Oh, well, I brought it down a little bit. <laughs> Brilliant. Okay, well, look, loads to talk about today. But before we start, we need to start by congratulating Patreon member Ros Spokes for winning hey, our Euro 2022 yeah, well sweepstake. We all wanted her to win. We did. Ros was the lucky so-and-so who was drawn with the amazing lionesses. From our pool of of patrons. Thank you to all of you for helping to keep it so cobbles to me going. Ros wins an official Euro 2022 t-shirt. Ooh. Um, Ooh. If you would like to join Ros and get your hands and ears, of course, on some extra podcast episodes, head over to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me uh, and pledge a fiver a month and that'll get you access to loads of bonus content including podcasts and uh, lots of different bits and bobs that we put out quizzes on there. quizzes indeed and general uh, banter meetups <laughs> zoom calls mm, lots of stuff goes on over there and roz uh, is the epitome of the type of person that is one of our patreon members isn't she danny she absolutely is do you want me to go into more detail? Go on. I think you should be would make more sense, wouldn't it, Danny, rather than just leave it at that? <laughs> uh, she is. Basically, um, Ros saw a tweet that I put out after the semi-final that um, my daughter had turned around for the first time and said, I want to try football for the first time. Um, she's 11. She's not really shown any interest before. After that game, she was well into it and wanted to try it. Ros saw the tweet after she won the sweepstake, after we were all celebrating like mad. Uh, this morning she said she wanted to donate the shirt that she won to my daughter, which was very, very special. And I really thank Ros again for that because that's, that's it. Need to do. Absolutely. Amazing. Lovely. Amazing. Uh, Neil is going to raise a glass to Ros in the pub now. Hold yeah. on. I'll, I'll cheers myself. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Oh, that's awkward. <laughs> I was cheersing myself as the bar lady just came over. <laughs> <laughs> oh, not again. I think that happened before, didn't it? Yeah. yeah she tried She's walked oh, off shaking anyway. her head. <laughs> I bet, I bet. Uh, speaking of the lionesses, oh, I know we're a cobbler's podcast, but we have to oh mention it, don't we? Crikey, it's coming home. Well, it's home, Charles. I think you'll find it's already arrived, Charles. Yes. 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 Yes.
Extend delivery. Well, on my doorstep when wake up. Didn't even need a Prime membership. How about that? I mean, got the juices flowing, didn't it? I don't even know how to describe it anymore. I feel like I'm drained of all the energy last night and sporting the celebrations. But in terms of football in general, it's it's a huge thing. It's a matter. I think it's not United just football, is it? It's, the, it's a huge thing in the history of the country. I think for, for what it means for the journey they went on, for how they approach it, for the way they conduct themselves, everything about it was just incredible. Eight thousand, eight seven thousand people. Yeah, mm-hmm. never think you see the day and just how much you get into it. How much like it's on the, the same level as the men's game now in terms, in terms of when I'm watching it getting so into it and so, like started to moan about when they do a bad pass and stuff like that and yeah <laughs> when they when you when they scored just going absolutely berserk and it was just an incredible afternoon slash evening you you just think when germany equalized you think it's gone you think it's slipping away because you know what happened with italy last year mm-hmm. um for, for that moment it was just amazing. it was amazing and i think you you put that on top of the success of the NTFC women's team last season, and just just the fact that the game itself is becoming a lot more prominent. There's a lot more people talking about it. You've got people like Ian Wright really really championing it on the BBC, talking about you know this can't be it. You know there has to be a proper legacy from it. Get the kids playing it in school get them able to go and play you know wherever i know that there was talk about the documentary wasn't it the ike scott documentary you know talking about certain things i think it was almost got overshadowed by the fact that there's just a part of it which talks about the issue of there being essentially of the starting 11 that was started every game throughout this euros every single person in the england england team sorry starting 11 were white but the the thing that i took from it if you actually look at the documentary and the, and the fact that the head of the fa that's in charge of the women's side of things talks about the reason why that that is the case is because you look at things like the the clubs and the the training centers are all in affluent areas they've got not very good transport links and so therefore you know only really the more wet the better off people can actually get to them and that they're addressing those things this can really be something that will now hopefully drive that on to being a much more all-inclusive thing across the country and not just in england but across the whole of the uk i know that there will be certain elements uh, of you know you know say let's say scotland fans welsh fans northern irish fans who will just hate the fact that england have won but actually I think that it will do, and it would be the same with the men's as well. It, is, it will do the world of good across the entire United Kingdom, not just here. That's my opinion anyway. Yeah, it absolutely will. And I think we've got to take that into the cobblers women as well. Uh, we've been supporting them for a couple of years now. We've obviously sponsored Abby and they're really proud to do that. And we've got to just keep this momentum going at the grassroots level as well. There's been some funding recently, I think, for the level they're going up to, to level four. Um, we're just going to keep going and the whole thing about diversity is that you can't be what you can't see thing isn't it mm. um, you've got to be able to see yourself represented on screen and that's the next step I think um, 
kickoff times are a bit silly still the WSL especially that seven o'clock on a Sunday for a TV match like you might say for two of the biggest teams in the country playing each other on the opening weekend it's stupid it's it's, it's really stupid um, yeah. like you wouldn't you wouldn't get say like Man City playing Liverpool on the opening weekend at seven o'clock at night which it's, no. it wouldn't happen it's things like that have got to change everything's got to change but but we're going to get ourselves down to NTFC women games even more now. I think we're going to be doing a lot more on the podcast for them as well. That was in place before this all kicked off as well. But um, we just think, uh, I just think it's, it's got to be something that we just talked about the entire time. We've got to do more. The club, I think, have got to do more. And I think there's there's plans in place to do that. So exciting times. I think everything, I, I, I just, just my thing is just one in terms of the cobblers for it to be not men over here, women over here. You can't see my hands right now. But it's just got to be a message of this can be an equal thing. And there's going to be some difficult conversations, I think, budget-wise, if it does fall under the same thing. But I think they have to. It's, yeah. Because it's, it's exciting. Like, see what the women did last year. Cobblers yeah. women. How excited everyone got. How much they brought the, brought the support along with them and stuff. And that can, that can only grow. Got a tough league, but there's no reason why you can't be competitive and get down there. Yes. Someone, made, someone made it's a great time to be had. A really, really good point earlier today when we were talking about it at work. And they said, I can't understand why lower league teams, well, I, I guess we can because it's a financial thing, but why they don't invest more money in the women's game and in the women's team or ladies. Because if you fly them up the leagues and have success with them and stuff and then make it to the top league, then success breeds success, right? And if you've got a fully fledged top level ladies team that's only going to reverberate around the club and that's only going to benefit the club and then hopefully you can sort of coattail on that success so I, I think I'd love to see more teams invest in more in it because it's you're right Danny it should be one and all yeah I, I, I love that I think that's a really good way of looking at it and I do think that that's something that should be looked at more throughout you know the the, the clubs at say our level that have got teams there for you know well many different teams isn't there as well you've got the obviously the youth is the traditional kind of other part of it but then you've got the multi-disability teams all of this sort of stuff and I, at the end of the day we all know it just comes down to money don't we that is the does, yeah. thing that it all comes down to but um it yeah, does and, but the, the you know the the, the, the coppers ladies play at Harpole. Yeah, well, that, don't, that doesn't sit right. It's one of the. It's it's a hard thing, isn't it? Because if they were playing at six, one of the things that was was mentioned, I think, on the BBC throughout this tournament was that you know some of the players, some of the the women's players, you know, they've talked about or when they've been asked about playing in the big stadiums, they go, "Well, actually, I'd rather I'd rather not." play inside of a, a huge stadium like let's say old trafford that only has sort of two or five thousand people in it watching the game because the atmosphere is next to nothing you're just in a big empty cavern essentially whereas if you then are playing in say like the um is it the, the academy of manchester stadium i, Man, I can't man city one yeah. yeah yeah the one at man city which is there for the the women's team you know, yes, it's a smaller stadium, but they 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 fill it more. 
you know, they get a higher percentage of bums on seats essentially for their fixtures. So that therefore yeah. there is a bigger crowd or that there's a, a much better atmosphere there. I mean, one thing that I, I was really surprised about, and this is because I've never been to a WSL game before, but Ian Wright was talking about how there's no um, away fan sort of thing. If you want yeah, you to, go, to go for the bring a date together. Yeah. That seems ridiculous. But imagine imagine doing that as a Cobblers fan. Like this weekend, this Saturday, it's Grimsby away. Imagine that if you couldn't go unless you were basically a member of Grimsby. That'd be ridiculous. It, you wouldn't that wouldn't happen, full stop, would it? No. And I think this tournament's done a lot for that kind of thing. That it's it, this has got to be the start of the conversation rather than the, rather than it being like a We've just done amazingly. We've got a trophy, it's, and I don't feel like it's going to be the end of it. It's going to be it's going to be a great start rather than a glorious kind of ending, and then nothing ever happens. It's, uh, yeah, it's exciting. Now, I don't, and I want to all enjoy the moment because it's it's such a big moment. But there's there's a lot of issues to resolve, and I think hopefully this will just bring a lot of it to light and get again just get more people watching. Get more people. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, we can, we can, all we can, all we can do is talk about the Cobbers women as much as we can. Mm. We, I'm going to get a few of them on. Get we've got probably you'll talk about it later, Charles, about what we're going to plan to do with that. But I think we've looked at ourselves and gone like, right, we're doing a lot, but we could do. It's yeah, it's yeah, it's going to be good. Yeah, it's, it's exciting. It's exciting. Season, Build on the success. That's what you want. Build it. it. Yes, it's Michael built. And actually, if you look at it, it's, it's Michael built. <laughs> uh, if you look at it. <laughs> The, the Olympics was supposed to be that in terms of athletics and all the other sports that the in the Olympics and stuff didn't really happen, did it? Mm. There, there was a there was a certain legacy up to a point with the Olympics. Yeah. But I mean, they've, they've been talking about it, isn't it? It's twelve, sorry, ten years on now. Yeah, and they're already, you know, that there's this whole thing with the fact that basically um, the Olympic Stadium, West Ham obviously play there at the moment. West Ham are looking to basically break the. The deal, I suppose, that was put in place originally was that there would always be athletics available to be played yeah. at that stadium every year. They're looking to break that so it can just be their home and nothing else. And that would be... Who didn't see that coming? Well, this is it, isn't it? But we need to make sure that things like things like that, that, that are good, you know, that provision, those kind of things are put in place, but they're put in place with a, in a way that they can't be broken and that the legacy can, can continue. Um, we really need to. And I think... From our point of view, the thing that we can do as Cobblers fans, as Danny has already said, is we can really get behind NTFC women, go and support them as much as we can. I mean, look, I know it, I know most of the time it's on a Sunday afternoon, um, but it's free to go and watch them. You just have to maybe go and stand in a field when it's uh, raining. That's, hey, there's a bar there. But tea and coffee, bacon sandwiches. There you go, yep, you see? At a bar, yeah, you oh, can go. Yeah. And watch. I think it's great. I, I, I genuinely, the, the times that I've gone to watch them play, it has been brilliant. And and the more fans that we can get down, there's also a play there, area, by the way. Old ice, love a play <laughs> area for the kids. You want to fancy go on the swings at halftime? <laughs> I'll turn swing. But the more, yeah. <laughs> but the more it's that nice. we could get, you know, more fans that we can get down there, the more people that we can get supporting it will show the people that you know are at the business side of the cobblers that it is wanted and that the fans will support it and get behind it. So I think that's what we're going to be pushing an awful lot this season on the podcast. And, you know, not to say that we haven't been doing that in the last couple of years, but we'd really like to see as many people going down and supporting NTFC women as possible. Um, 
But look, let's move on to the men. And let's talk about the opening day of the season, of the League yeah. Two season. Yeah. <laughs> Good. So, Neil, I thought you were going to take it up. No, well, well, you've got to be careful shouting that in a hallway of a hotel, Danny. That's <laughs> true. Probably should have carried on so it didn't sound like I was just saying ding dong. Yeah, yeah someone pops their head out. I didn't want to go full blast because I didn't want to wake anyone up. <laughs> no. well, you don't want to no scare the vending machine sides. either. I don't want to scare the vending machine. I might pop out a topic. It's a foot. Oh, hello. <laughs> oh, great, no great chocolate bar. Great chocolate bar. Uh, Neil, you were at the game. Initial thoughts and feelings. Was it? Were you <laughs> glad to be back? Were you happy? How did the game go for you? Uh, well, where do you start, Charles? Um, at the beginning, yeah, let's, let's start can there. I start, can I start with something, Charles? Mm. So I've watched it. <laughs> I followed it on Saturday. Uh, sorry, Neil, cutting into your mode. That's fine. Um, but Don't you worry. Nothing says welcome back to League Two like big John, John Akindi lining up against you. Smashing the way he is fans. big. <laughs> he is big. <laughs> he is bigger um, than I remembered. <laughs> PT Walton on comms. Oh, there we go. We're, we're off again. It's great to be back. I, and the shirts look resplendent. The shirts did oh. look good, didn't they? Oh. It, it, there's, there, there is a strange bit of me looking at us playing at home in white or predominantly white. That still doesn't quite, I don't know. I, it's going to take some getting used to. I like it. I really like the kit. <laughs> take... I like it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I like it. I like it a lot. Uh, but yeah, it's just going to take a little bit of getting used to. A bit like how it's going to take a little while for me to get used to seeing the gold badge. You know, unlike mm. all of the the social media stuff that like Sky and and the EFL put out. So when like Sam Hoskins was named in the team of the week this week, I, I saw the tweet that said Sam Hoskins was in the team of the week. But I'm looking at the team sheet image, going, I can't see him because I'm looking for a Northampton Town Football Club badge that is claret green and gold, and I couldn't see it. It's gold, Charles. All gold because it's all gold. Happy birthday. It's all gold to me. Yeah, lovely. No silver in there, no? Nope. Good. Brilliant. So, yeah, how did you feel about being back at the Cobblers then? Neil, was it was it good? Uh, I enjoyed it. Yeah, it was good. good. Uh, good. Seamless entry into the stadium. I quite liked it. The... <laughs> was it? I didn't go... Yeah, it was for oh, me. It was for you. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm not, sure. I'm not sure it was for others. <laughs> mm. Mine was seamless. I quite like good. it. I mean, it's the first, I didn't go to any of the pre-season friendlies or anything, so it was my first experience of the little ticket thing speaking to you as you get it scanned, which was nice. Oh, does oh. it? Yeah, yeah. Adult. Under 18. Oh, really? oh, oh really? there's no ticket, there's no ticket operators anymore. It's all time. Oh, no, there was still, still a ticket operator. Okay. Maybe it, was the, oh, maybe it was the ticket operator saying that. <laughs> 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 Can we get like some ex-players to record some... Voices on that, like, imagine Terry Anders. And hearing, like, I was trying to pick a random player. Um, JJ Weatherbird, <laughs> Paul Harsley. Paul Harsley is all I don't. Oh, brilliant! It was I good, it. it was good to be back. Uh, there was a what I would describe as a buzz around the stadium, which was nice. Good, um. Not a bad attendance, I didn't think. No, what was the attendance? Do we know? 
It's 5,400 and something, I think. Not bad, considering, you know, it is school holidays, isn't it? They've begun. There was actually more home fans for this opening game of the season than last year's opening game of the season. There you go. That's good. That's what you want to see. You want to see a year-on-year uplift. Increase. Increase it. Colchester Uh, fans, I think it was about 400. Has Danny just knocked the vending machine over? Danny, are you okay? He's, he's muted Danny? himself. He, there's, he's the vending machine is obviously speaking and having a conversation. being used. Oh. <laughs> the vending Someone machine needs is ice, ice cream that just refreshes every now and then. Oh, oh, oh there we go. Danny was helping himself to some ice cubes. Yeah. A bit warm in the Understood. corridor of dreams. But yeah, okay. I thought it was yeah. uh, it was nice to be back at Six Fields. Saw a few old faces, which was nice. Uh, so saw Jeffy as well? Or? Yeah. Yeah, took my kids, took my boys. They were very excited. Hey, I loved the fact that you told you said in our WhatsApp group before the was it early Saturday morning. You were like one of the when boys has up. been up, yeah, since since the crack of dawn has been up and just just full on in cobbler's mode. Brilliant, I love that. Shirt on, singing the cobbler songs. Seven o'clock, mate. What are you doing? It <laughs> <laughs> was like, can I at least have a coffee first, please? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he had a great time. He had he saved his birthday money up actually, and after the game, nipped into the club shop, bought the new pink away kit for himself. Brilliant, awesome. lovely. And is it as nice in the flesh as it looks? On I the I TV think it's screen? nicer. Oh, yeah, Some I think it's nicer. Going that, that's lovely. Yeah, um, you mentioned the fact that there were um, well, you had seamless entry into the ground. Yes. Um, I have noticed on social media that that isn't and hasn't been the case for everybody. A um, few people sort of saying that it was expected because it happened at the preseason friendlies, which I know you didn't go to, Neil. But no. you would think that if it had happened before, then it might be fixed. Is it, you know, I, I don't want to be negative because we've won a game. But but you should still call out the issues that arise, right? Yeah, that's that's what I'm thinking. Is that, and I, I know you know there might be teething problems and things, but I did see, and and this is one of the bugbears that I have. Right, is that one little thing, and it might not. I'm not. I'm not calling not being able to get in and take your seat at the time. It's you quite want to a little thing. Quite, quite an important thing. thing. Yeah, quite you can't important get in. thing. But one thing steamrolls into another thing, doesn't it? You start. No, it's like when you go out to a restaurant or mm. pub. And you have a slightly, I don't know, your, your chips are cold or something yeah. on your plate. You might, they might sort it out for you, but then all of a sudden you'll start noticing other things like, I don't know, ti- the really tiny things like there's a light bulb out over there. They don't care very much about their, the way it looks, do they here? Or I don't know, the, the, uh, uh, whatever it might be, the, the, the table next to you has not been cleaned for you know, the, the whole time you've been there. Things that really aren't... Charles is an active consumer. Yeah. Charles, is a, Charles is definitely a review leader, Charles. isn't he? <laughs> I'm just trying, definitely I'm trying to, to watch that a few times. I remember it back to when I worked <laughs> in a pub and just all the things that used to yeah. wind me up if I couldn't get things sorted. Uh, but yeah, you, uh, my point is, is that one thing leads to another, leads to another, and you start, seeing more and more things that are wrong and so therefore the, the job is is to try and make sure that there aren't anything any things that are wrong that people will see and that therefore they won't pick up on other bigger 
or other things that maybe what was the the tannoy system was out in the north stand yeah Mm -hmm. i mean the tannoy system hasn't been great has it for a long time i would say it's not ideal though is it i don't know what the issue was in terms of stadium entry i assume it was something to do with the little the little machine things they were using to scan the i believe the scan stopped working oh okay People going and there's there's been other people because it, is it a QR code Neil that you use to get in? You've got a season uh, ticket, so have you got a barcode on yeah, yours or something? Well, I didn't actually use my season ticket on Saturday. Oh, shh, don't tell people. Uh, well, no, it's it's because somebody had pre-booked that seat that I wanted for my season ticket, so I had to pick a different seat just for Saturday. Oh. Um, so I don't know. I think it was either a barcode or yeah, it was a barcode or a QR code, something like that. Right. But I mean, you're thinking about it, scanning a barcode or a QR code, is that going to be quicker than someone literally ripping a bit of the ticket off? I don't, know. <laughs> don't think so, really, is it? I mean, if it was, if there was nobody there, I don't mm. know, it seems, it seems a bit pointless if we're still going to have somebody there manning it, just get them to rip the tickets. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it might, <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Who knows? You know, like how, it, like, how it works at Wembley, right? You obviously, and loads of other stadiums where it's the, the thing that you scan your ticket in is it's not manned necessarily, is it? It's just automatic. Yeah, there's stewards around. Yeah, I was going to say there'll be stewards. Maybe, maybe that's the aim, though. Maybe because it's early days, they're still manning them just to mm. make sure that there's somebody there to sort it out if there is an issue. And and the plan is is that actually we'll we'll get rid of those people, not get rid of them, but we'll move them to a, to do a different job. Yeah, um, and then I mean, the stewards was... can deal with any any issues of people not being able to get in. There was Later. quite a few pictures of long queues outside, cool. wasn't there? Oh, good. Alexa, go away. Oh. Good. She got an opinion. Well, or... Interesting that Alexa got going when Neil said there's loads of pictures of long. She's got a massive, massive. She's gone off on one. I don't, shut up. I've had to Ooh. unplug her. Blimey. There what's, you go. What's she got to say for herself? I don't know. She's saying that she's not connected to the internet. I don't know why. Oh, well, there you she's going to struggle then, isn't she? She is struggling, but she just <laughs> she went on about it. Blimey. <laughs> uh, yeah, sorry, I completely lost that. Not lost that flow, but um, but yeah, I just you know, teething problems. It's still not great, but the result more than made up for it. Do you think, Neil? Oh well, I didn't have any teething problems, Charles. So well, you didn't. I had no, a great, but, um... I had a great day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the the game and the result probably made up for it. It's, I think the thing you're alluding to probably is the, the first impression. Mm. If you've not been for a game for whatever reason, for a while, six months, a year or whatever, you think, oh, I'll tell you what, first game of the season, I'll pop down. And then you're queuing outside for ages. It's all gone a bit to pot. You're probably thinking, God, not coming back here. So it's it's that element, isn't it? But the game itself was entertaining. I thought it was, despite what I would call atrocious refereeing, um, <laughs> It was yeah, it was a real real ding dong. Well, it's Danny's favourite type of game. I mean, it wasn't just a ding dong. It was a ding dong involving two goals from Sammy Hoskins and an assist. Oh, indeed, best company ding dong. Oh, he was <laughs> Sammy ding dong. Oh, give him his dues. He was brilliant. Samuel Tobias ding dong. That's his nickname. <laughs> his nickname. New nickname. New nickname. Done. I, I, I would say it was needlessly entertaining. Oh really? It didn't, need to, it didn't need to be that entertaining. This oh, wait, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> so bad, and somehow got back into the game twice. Um, Colchester was terrible. Just 
I think it's a little bit of a sign of respect to us and what we did last season. I think a year ago, they wouldn't have come and played like that. But I think when yeah, team start playing like that age, yeah, you know that they're thinking quite highly. And they think their draw is a really result against you. And we're going to get that a lot this season, I think. First half, I, first half, I was I genuinely thought they were absolutely terrible, Colchester. And I thought, these are definitely going to be in a relegation battle. And then second half, they made a couple of changes, didn't they? They brought on that other big fellow, is it Nublay? Yeah, yeah <laughs> swapped Frank Kibble Nublay for Nublay and again. Oh, no, ridiculous, says, isn't it? Is the says, event... League 2 battle. <laughs> it's like the clearest sign. <laughs> it's shambolic, isn't it? It's like, right, we're in League 2. What, how can we do Right, we need a couple of big men. James them. Someone that can do it. We need someone that can dive a bit. Defenders that can't pass it, but just lump it and get rid of it. A goalkeeper who, quite frankly, was worse than Jonathan Mitchell at kicking. <laughs> they, he they was took like team ready for relegation battle. Ah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Did see anything in them that said anything other than that? Akinde, right? He's massive. He's definitely put on a bit of timber as well. He was looking a bit portly. I actually thought he was rubbish. Apart from being yeah, massive, no, was... he offered nothing. I was going to say, actually, for Sam Shering to come in like that on his day, big day, yeah. Well, how young he is to come into because often you get with these centre backs, especially come down from the Premier League uh, to come and make a debut to face John McKinney in your first game and <laughs> yeah. to win a win pretty much the physical battle and stand up to it. So he didn't just win the win the balls and stood up to him, gave him as good as he got. I thought he was great. I thought he really like marked him out of the game, took him out of the game, made him. I was I was really really tall. impressed. Really impressed with Sherring. There was a couple of times where, probably three or four times actually, where he sprayed a couple of brilliant balls out wide and stuff. Yeah. I think yeah. it was a, a, a real sign of what could be to come when he's not perhaps up against someone quite as menacing. Um, <laughs> and he'll grow into it, won't he? That, that's the other thing. He will, is yeah. that he's going to grow into playing League Two football, especially as, as his squad number would indicate he is a starter, being number oh, six. He's definitely a starter. Yeah. yeah. Then you know you look at it and uh, and you think he's he's going to grow, he's going to learn a lot, playing alongside Guthrie as well. I I think it's really really a really astute signing that that we've made with with Sharing, and I think it it's going to be another one of those which potentially could earn the club an awful lot in the future. Hopefully through a promotion on the field, but also then potentially with with you know a, a sell on um, at a further stage in, in Sherring's career. So I, I'm the future's very bright in that respect. Um, obviously, quite late in the day, if you like, in terms of, you know, last week's pod, um, we signed Tyler McGlaw on a permanent three-year deal. Bless it. Um, good signing. How did you make his, or what did you make of his second debut, Danny? Do you think he did all right at right back? Definitely tired, but he's showed that he's an option. That he he was solid enough. He got forward. He did all the right things. He's strong. He gave us because he got us again. Again, when the shit house was going on, we know what we get from it. Um, I just think he's tired a, a little bit, and Doug Brady said afterwards that so he knew that he was tired. And he probably should have taken part before because he got out rinsed for the for the second goal. Yeah, but. That'll come. Yeah, that's that's right. Bank. I mean, surprised that they're going to be doing because I'm on a permanent deal. It's, it's that's a great signing as well. Absolutely. Uh, we're we're becoming this team who develops centre backs, especially 
I'm a young age. We've suddenly become a team, but out of nowhere that, that has this reputation for developing players. It's, it's to the taste sometimes you get used to. It's sort of not, we're, you've never heard that about us before. I've never in my lifetime ever heard that about us. Yeah. It's one of those things, isn't it? That we, I think we've talked about it before on the pods, um, maybe more in terms of our own players, you know, and having our own prospects come through, say from the youth academy through into the first team and, and then being improved. But I mean, there's been times when we've taken players on loan from say Premier League clubs and you get, it's almost, it's almost just trotted out as a, as a bit of a, you know, a cliched football line, which is, you know, or the, we know that they'll do well at that club or, you know, the development will be, you know, whereas, whereas now it's a bit more like, well, there's, there's, there's proof in the pudding, you know, the, the players that we've had that have now in the last few years that have gone on to go and play at a higher level have, you know, I, I say have really good careers, they're, they're all having good careers, but you know what I mean? You know, they're, they're coming to us as, you know, needing to either up their game, you know, their career has maybe fallen. Charlie Good, for instance, his career was kind of, you know, slipping down, wasn't he? He was on the bench at Scunthorpe, wasn't really being, wasn't really being seen as a player for them, comes to us on loan, then, then chooses to sign permanently. And within a year, 18 months, he's got himself a move to a, uh, you know, what was at the time a championship club. Um, and you know, that, that's, that's really good for him. I mean, you know, you could argue that he's not really gone on and, and, you know, fulfilled that yet. Um, but you know, there's him Fraser for horse all now as, as you know, when he came in, he'd, he'd just been relegated, but with, uh, Macclesfield had a tough time in league one, I know, but still, I think was pretty good. Um, certainly better than his, uh, two original pairings that uh, that he had to play alongside in that first few games uh in league one but you know we won't talk about that and has then got himself okay he's still in league two but he's got himself a big deal a big wad of cash um which is going to set him up hopefully if he you know does things right set him up well for for the rest of his life um so it is nice to see that that players are coming to us they're seeing the fact that we can take and we can nurture players and, and hopefully improve them to a point where they can then go on and, and earn more elsewhere potentially. And, and we will hopefully reap the benefits of their, you know, coming good through the likes of promotion, uh, and, and things like that. So I'm happy with it. I like the, I like the honesty, by the way, of John Brady, where he said he probably should have brought McGlure off earlier because he was tiring. I liked that little bit of honesty from John. Can I be Honest controversial? John. You can. Yeah, well, so can I just pause you again now? Sorry. Uh, you know, you said, you said pudding a minute ago in the middle of that. Lovely monologue yes. from Charles. Yes, yes. Um, yes. I really yeah. hope a Knickerbocker glory just appears on your desk, on your, desk, <laughs> on your, on your pub bench in a few minutes' time. <laughs> uh, hey, I, I will remind you, there's no food tonight. Oh, oh yeah, sorry. No food. No food. Oh, the Knickerbocker glory. <laughs> I love that. I love that Sorry, so Neil. much. No, don't don't you? Go on, Neil. Be, be controversial. Well, it's not massively controversial. I mean, I think McGlure is a good signing. Uh, Three year deal. I think that's a positive. I do think defensively on Saturday he was pretty poor. Um, okay. 
whether it was the right thing to throw him in. I don't know how long he's been trading with us for or not. I'm not sure. I don't know whether it was he's trained with us before the deal was announced or what. I have no insight into that, but I did think there was times. I mean, he was okay going forward, but I did think there was times where it was relatively obvious right back wasn't his main position. Certainly mm. from a positional sense, some of the decisions he made there, and he obviously tired as, as well. Isn't he? It's easy to say in hindsight, but I think he's he's not a long-term solution at right back. And I think obviously, a team would have exposed him more. I agree, yeah, I agree. I think he was. we were lucky that Colchester were poor. Um, some of their best bits did come down his side. Um, so I, it's not to say I'm furious with his signing or anything like that, not at all. I just think he, he's probably not a right back. And okay. yeah, he might be able to do a job there, here or there, but I'm not, I'm not so sure yeah, against a, a slightly uh, better side. It would surprise that Lynn Todd didn't have Especially because he's been with us. Yeah, longer. He's had a more full pre-season, hasn't he, than, than McGlure yeah. has, at least with us. Um, I think McGlure yeah. will, be, will be great as a centre-back, either a three or a two. Um, I just think, yeah, there was a couple of times where I was like, oh, he's out of position or, or he's been caught out either a little bit too far at the field or just looked a little bit lost at times. Um, I mean, obviously, the, their second goal, he got absolutely rinsed. But I think by that point, his, his legs were gone probably. Um, <laughs> But, I mean, he, look, he wasn't atrocious or anything. I was just watching him pretty closely because he doesn't play there. And also, excuse me, um, I was quite near the front and on the right side, I guess, when he was there. So it's just a bit like, hmm, I wasn't sold on it. Okay. I'd, I'd, be, I'd be concerned if he starts there up at Grimsby because Grimsby are going to be well up for it in their first home game back in the Football League. Pretty much going to be a sellout. I'd be a bit worried. What what did you make though? Let, let's move it on. What did you make in terms of the the cobblers' general play? I mean, I, I watched the game back on the match replay on iFollow, uh, and I was relatively happy for a first game of the season. I was looking at the way that we were playing. You could see what we were trying to do. It felt like we were a little bit more. Um, I suppose there there was more intent than necessarily last year to actually play with the ball and to spread the play from left to right and to try and move around the opposition. There was a lot less, let's just hit it long. And I think a lot of that stemmed from sharing, actually. There were there were some great switches of play that came from from young sharing at, at centre-back, spreading it mm-hmm. out, switching it over to Koike for Koike Koike to mainly, then wasn't it? Yeah. run on. Yeah. Um, it was really, really good. And it was, like we've said before, it was just a little bit different, I think. And I think it shows, hopefully, the evolution. But the one thing that, you know, we've, we've talked about sharing, we've, we've talked about McGlaw. Let, let's just talk about one of the other new signings, probably the big name signing of the whole <sighs> season. Oh, salivating. <laughs> salivating. Let's, let's just talk oh. about Danny Hilton's first oh, touch. Oh, oh my word. I- I, I don't know why, but I didn't pin him down for that. I had him down as a goal scorer and somebody's going to be nippy and they get behind and score a few goals from his other area. Never really knew he had that about him, but his first touch was ridiculous. He, like, every he, time he went up to him, he made it stick. It was His football sublime. brain. He, his football brain. You could see why he's played in the championship and stuff. I mean, his, mm. his ball through for Hoskins for starters, <sighs> but... He tried that a few times and you could see that he, not necessarily just Hoskins, he tried it a couple of times and it just yeah. bit slightly over hit or 
someone hadn't quite anticipated it or anything like that. He makes a world of difference up there. He's just got, I mean, and also he's everything that Danny Rose wants to be. (laughs) (laughs) He makes it look simple as well. I think that's the thing about good players like that. You can tell the difference between someone who's really, really has to concentrate to do it. He doesn't feel like he has to. No. Feels like he just comes to it. It's just a natural thing. I was like, how is he playing for us? It's ridiculous. And he's a massive shit house. He is. There's massive shit house as well, which is great. Because we love spent a long time winding up their fans. (laughs) He did, yeah. Um, we've been missing that we've been missing that character so someone to wind up the opposite I mean, Danny Rose did it but he wound up our fans out of his most I was going to say he wound us up more than anyone else he's just fast just, he's, I, one thing I did I, I didn't really like Apparay Saturday as much I was, was going to touch on Apparay I feel yeah. like he's he was anonymous whether it's playing as a two whether it's I don't know felt a bit like the Woody to uh, what's his fact? To uh, Hilton's Buzz Lightyear. It's a shiny new toy. He's just like, what do I do now? Ah, ah. I don't was, really know what anonymous. to do. This is not he, the focal he, point anymore, is he? It's, it's kind of being asked to do a job and it's going to take him time to get that standard. But it's, yeah, I just didn't know what he was offering. He was kind of not offering as much as he was because Hilton was coming to get all short and stuff. It's, I think it's yeah. difficult. I, I think it'll take a while for them to kind of settle a little bit I guess and I think last season Jean-Pierre Papin was playing more of the Hilton role wasn't he yeah and Hilton did that obviously on Saturday and it might just take him a little bit longer to get used to a slightly different role or they might just Mm. need to forge that partnership a little bit I I mean he, he he tried and he you know he put himself about where he could and stuff it just seemed the game seemed to pass him by a little bit a lot of the time Mm. See, I, I wonder whether... It's not a bad thing if we won 3 no. Oh, no, 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 not at all. See, I wonder whether there's this thing... So we were playing four four two essentially, you know, <laughs> on, on the bare bones of it. Um, with Because Koike is so good on that left-hand side in terms of he can cover it so well, that gives Pinnock the, the freedom to be able to go wherever he wants to, basically, and to then try and control the narrative of the the attacking play um you don't need him as a left winger almost and and then that means i i think when we if we go and play with a more of a front three like we were last season where apare was kind of the 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 spearhead of the attack with hoskins and and then epier or pinnock or whoever it was you know let's take epier on one side the hoskins on the other you know you don't really or you can't really have that when there's danny hilton in that team and playing four four two, that doesn't really work. And and I think even just looking at some of the the highlights, Apparay just looks a little bit like he's he's there, but not being not being used. He's almost not needed. Like you could almost play, and I don't mean this in a negative and in a horrible way towards him. And, and I'm not saying he was that bad. I'm just saying that I don't feel like it really worked. He we could have played with ten men. At times, but, well, because of I'll the way that. that the movement was between, you know, that front, you know, Hoskins, Koike, uh, Pinnock, Hilton, it, it just almost didn't need Apparay in the mix. It was almost like he was in the way. Does that make sense? I'm going to counter it, Charles. Counter. I'm on the counter attack. Mm-hmm. Oh, here he comes. 
Here we come. Here we come. Flying down the wings. This, it's a very slow pace. <laughs> John Hodge kind of attack. Yes, John. <laughs> Stumbling my way through. Uh, my counter to that is, I think you're right. But <laughs> oh, good, good, no, good counter. Good counter. But, yeah, <laughs> but if he wasn't there, say we had another man in midfield or whatever, or another man in defence or whatever, much much easier for their defence to lock up Hilton. So mm. even even just his presence up there gave their defenders another body to think about, and it's which in in essence would have freed up Hilton that bit more because it wasn't yeah, potentially Hilton wasn't necessarily the sole target. Whereas if you've just got one up front, it then becomes pretty obvious if you're playing balls into into that person or whatever. If you stop that out, they're going to struggle to do anything. Whereas if you've got another two up there or another one up there, it becomes more you've got more to think about basically. So. I get your point in terms of his performance on Saturday in terms of affecting the game or affecting use of the ball or whatever it may be. But even just his presence would have would have had an impact. Yeah, I think, yeah, fair enough. I think that's uh, that's that, that's <laughs> something I hadn't necessarily either noticed or, or sort of thought about in fairness to to him. Yeah, it could well be that actually... Apparatus making it, you know, the, the, he's tying up the defence, isn't he? Almost. Maybe. Yeah, well, he's just giving him something else to think yeah. about, right? The minute, the minute you've yeah. got two people up front, it gives them more to think about than one person yeah. up front. So, and he ran around, he stretched it, he chased balls down and stuff. I just don't think he impacted the game in terms of the ball, but mm. he definitely would have had an impact in terms of occupying defenders or whatever it may be and stuff. So I think, you know, we've got to give it time, haven't we? And let's just, you know, the, the first goal, Oof. I mean, we've talked Oof. about Danny Hilton's touch and, and you know, you've Oof. mentioned the through ball and he was trying. Sam Hoskins' finish there was a delightful bang. Absolutely. Beautiful. 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 Yeah. Oof. Some man in confident form. He is. Oh, I'd say to that. Um, I mean, and we're going to, I don't know how many times we have to say it, how, many t- how, how long it's going to take people to actually settle down on it and say actually it's a decent player at this level it's, mm. it's, it's time, I think, time again we have this debate don't we yeah, yeah. but but the thing I will say about Mansari he seemed to be owning who he is now and owning what he's doing and having that confidence to go on and it's going to get a lot of chances because of um, it will be in there it's like the old Bayo and Gilligan thing isn't it? Like Gilligan scored so many goals because Bayo was there having his presence and getting his touch in bringing him into the game I think Oscars is actually going to score a lot of goals double figures I even, thought he Charles was, might say. He was yeah, he was brilliant. Was I, I did like, like it's all round play in general. Mm. Did you see the Did you see the tweet? I don't know who it was or what what group tweeted it out, but it was like one to watch Sam Hoskins. <laughs> and I was like, no, he's been at Cobblers for like eight years now, or however long it is. Not like he's a new player. <laughs> no. I just I like, it depends so much. though, doesn't it? If you, if you, if you're an opposition player, you know, fan of the uh, then then you don't know. You know, if you're like me, you don't know players from. Colchester maybe yeah maybe and and so maybe you know it is a case that Sam Hoskins is the one to watch from from us I mean it was interesting I thought we we put a tweet out last week asking uh you guys who you thought the top scorer was going to be for the Cobblers this year would it be uh Hilton Apare Hoskins or or Bowie I think going with aren't we um and I mean Hilton came out on top by a mile, sixty-seven percent 
uh, of you thinking Danny Hilton will be the top scorer. Sam Hoskins came third, 14%, and Louis Appare getting 16% of the vote, and, and Bowie Bowie getting 3%. So I, 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 I really look at it and go, Hoskins has been our top goal scorer for the last two years. I think it's the last two, not three. Um, I just think that there is, I wouldn't be surprised if he was top goal scorer again this season for us. But I'll, I'll caveat that with, I also therefore hope, though, that Hilton gets double figures, Apare gets double figures, and, and Bowie chips in with a few as well. Because that would sort of show that, I, I'm not necessarily saying that Hoskins will go and get 20. But you don't need to if you've got... He's already got two, you know, Charles. Well, this is it. He's 10% of the way there. Exactly. Um, you know, it's maths. Maths. That's number one. I'm excited I think, by it. Yeah, I, I actually think, based on his performances last season, he improved as the season went on. And he started this season like a the proverbial house on fire. Hmm. I think he's he's integral now. I don't think you can. Yeah, of course, he's still going to make the odd frustrating decision or the odd crap cross here or there and stuff. I mean, who doesn't? Right? I think he's he is now getting to that point where he. And in the past, there's, and I've been super critical of him in the past. Um, there's definitely been a, the, a theory and a thought process that he gets into the team no matter what, just for his work ethic and the fact that he's reliable. Mm. But his decision making is poor and all that sort of thing. But I think. There's enough of a run of form now, last season, and obviously it's one game into this season. It's been pretty consistently good. Mm. And it, it, like even the, you know, obviously we'll come on to the third goal, but that cross for the third goal, past times he probably would have hit the defender or booted it off. The pressure was on last minute. You no, know, it was probably last Yeah. Like I just think, you know, his, his decision making, and even with the, his finish for the first goal and his penalty, like picked his spot, put it there. Perfect. Yeah. I think mean, he's just—he's on the right track. I think mean, he's—he's becoming a—he is becoming a really important player. I, I think so. Um, Danny I is really... currently doing cartwheels down his hallway. Oh, I have. I mean, I was an early adopter of the Hoskins <laughs> fan club. You know that he's been bagging uh, that drum for years. <laughs> <laughs> he's just got him treating himself to a Mars bar to celebrate. Right, on site. I just—I just brought up last season's uh, opening day of the season. Uh, Starting level, mm. just to compare. So, Dylan Connolly played, Paul Lewis played, Jordan Flores played, Who? Nicky Cabamba <laughs> and Betty Ashley Seal with the front two. Wow. <laughs> Come a long way. Come yeah. a long way. Think, I mean, oh, um, my Lord. That's to be fair, this, this time last year, though, mate, we all thought Betty Ashley Seal was off the mark and he was going to go flying. It's true. <laughs> Very true. down as top scorer. You did. That's what I know. Oh, brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, it was, it was good. It was. Excellent. Um, are we going to come on to the third goal now, Charles? Yes, absolutely. Oh, I was say, we can't not talk about that. That was a thing of delightful beauty. Oh, look at the his raw. little face. His the little raw. face when he scored. Was it loud? Yeah, well, it was loud on, on you know, watching it back on iFollow. I was like, wow, that's, that's, that's a big old roar. I'll tell you how I, I know it was a good moment and it mm. was worthy of celebration tom townsend was yes sat if he, i don't know for those that know him was sat a couple of rows in front of me and he showed a lot of emotion and turned around and mouthed to me 
something that rhymes with ducking, Betty in, or whatever you want to say it. <laughs> and it doesn't show a lot of emotion, that lad. So that's the impact that that goal had. You've got to love a, a fairly close to injury time winner, though, haven't you? Oh, that's the thing. God, especially on the open day as well. A oh. difficult finish as well. Like, I think that's been looked over a little bit. Oh, oh look, I mean, it, Brady said that this is one of the things that they've been working on is coming in at the back post to <laughs> to get there. And, and essentially, Haynes, you could see he just wanted it. Yes. And that, that yeah. for me, and if you're, Desire. If you look, yeah, oh, it was just, everything was there. And I think one of the things that I absolutely love right now at this moment, I'm watching like the, uh, I, th- I think it's Will Ulrich that's on the, 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 the fan cam, maybe. Is that what it is? You know, the, the from a different Will, angle. Will Ulrich. Um, yeah, yeah. He's uh, looking at, um, you know, that goal. He gets excited because the camera's gone a bit wobbly, which is lovely. <laughs> <laughs> Love it when a cameraman gets excited. Brilliant scenes. Um, but like Haynes runs off, you know, in front of the North Stand towards the West. I think it's Max Dice that is there first to greet him. And yep. then yep. there's a massive bundle, which is beautiful. I yes, do I love, love a good bundle. bundle. Yes. I was tempted to join in, Charles. It was right in front of me. No way. You should have done. I had the kids with me. I thought ah, I was yeah, don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but it was yeah, lovely. I, it, it, mm. Even for, actually, even for, for Hoskins penalty, they all, all the whole team were together with the subs celebrating. Again, similar position down in front of the West End. And it was, I thought it was quite a nice togetherness. That was one of my so. concerns. After last year, the dressing room was so good. And I know that We've still got quite a good, you know, amount of the players that we had at the end of last season that were in the team. But I was a bit Gosh. worried, you know, you'd sign a load of players to get them into, you know, not disrupt the the good vibes that are already there. There was a part of me that fine, was a bit worried, but I, it, yeah. if anything, it looks yeah. better. Yeah, agreed. Yeah, I, I thought yeah. there was no issue with that. You got the new players, or you got the, the desire from the older players, the players in the last season, to put it right. Because that's mm. what happened at the end of last season. And you know they're coming out on that first game going, right, this is our season. I'm going to grab it and to score and all that. That's a big moment, I think, already. Because you start the season with a tour draw, you think, oh, God. Colchester, yeah. probably one of the relegation favourites, I, I would think. Based yeah, I on looking at them, it would have felt like a real low start of the season, I think. So, but to come to come out like that, that's a great start. And to to put to bed almost the Barrow stuff, the Bristol Rover stuff. Let's get on with it and put it right. It's, it's good. It, it it feels good already. I, I don't often say that on the open day. This special mention, by the way, to the Colchester fans. Oh yeah, who who sang playoffs and you looked uh, <laughs> it up. Bless bless them. I would like to respond with where did they finish? Eighteenth. Yeah, I think so. They were down. They were down in the bottom half, definitely. Yeah, they were, they were almost going you, down one until Wayne Brown. Hit. Bottom half, and you yeah. fucked it up. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, word on Burgess save at the end for well, by the way. That was oh, the one one handed scoop. Almost. Didn't realise how good it was until I watched it back. It was a pretty good save. I mean, it's one of those. I mean, you look. He he got a hand to the penalty. <laughs> mm. Um. Yes. You know, he did because you could hear it on the, the highlights. Yeah, we, were all, we were all like, "Yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah." And that, it was, it was one of those. But 
Um, I, I think I think he's going to do just fine. Again, I think he'll grow into, you know, playing with us. He, he's been out for a, a fair while, hasn't he? I know he was at Sunderland, but it was he had a really bad bout of COVID. I think it was, and uh, yeah. So I, 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 I think it'll take a bit of time. Then. Oh yes, is it is kicking by any chance? No, no, no. Oh, his kicking okay. was average enough. It was okay. Okay. Hopeable. Okay. It would be his command of crosses. Oh, okay. He's not a Billy Turley, is he? <laughs> early, early doors, Charles. Very oh, difficult. Oh, very difficult. Doors. Compare him to Spilly. Um, I, 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 he was on his line a little bit at times. I would have liked to see him come and command and claim a bit more. Okay. But maybe, like you say, as the, the defence becomes a bit more of a unit, then that will come with time, perhaps. Mm. It could be actually the goal. So you see that video of him celebrating the goal. Yes, that's what we want. From one of the goal camps, we turned down and probably give it something he wants to That is exactly, especially after after Roberts and how, I, I suppose, fan-friendly, let's say, Roberts was. You know, he was a proper engager, wasn't he, in terms of that. That was one of the things that we'll probably miss about him the most, I would suggest. So to have somebody else with the same sort of character that shows that kind of will to win that urge to to get involved with it is going to be really good that as well birge. i think that birge, birge yeah. Yeah. Well, nice. done. well done can i uh, give a shout out Charles. to i'm happy overall sorry i'm still back you're so can happy, i give a shout out to ryan haynes though you can oh, shout it shout him not shout only did he score but he scored the win i'm not going to shout it charles i'm in a pub okay um, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, although actually uh, there's only me left i think oh oh dear if, is it closing time already if, there's two ladies that look to be, uh, it looks like they're scrolling through one of their phones. Perhaps they're on Tinder together. I don't know. Um, <laughs> outside of that, it's just me. Um, oh. But to shout out Ryan Haynes, uh, mm. he, not only did he score the winning goal, I actually thought he made a real difference when he came on. He added some energy and drive. And it, it did genuinely make a real difference. I was impressed with him. And I know it was only a, a cameo. I actually thought he looked really good. Because so he came well, off right. the as well, wasn't it? Yes. Yeah, it was strange it, because obviously, fellow behind me was mumbling, saying, oh, attacking subs there, a right back for a right back and a left back for a left back or whatever and stuff. But actually, it did make a difference. I, I mean, you look at the bench, though, there wasn't any attacking on there, was there? That That's the thing. And, and Who was the um, Abin, Abin Bola, whatever his name is, but he, he was only three yeah, Leonard, like, Leonard, yeah. Leonard came on, didn't he? Yeah. Leonard um, got, he got like five minutes, but you don't throw the youngsters in to that situation. No, I wouldn't. I wouldn't have done. Absolutely not. But yeah. Way to ruin um, them, right? Okay, well, this is it, isn't it? You could just, yeah, dreadfully ruin them. We don't want to do that at all. Um, I don't want to dwell on it. We'll just very quickly mention Mr. Martin Woods. EFL. Absolute bellend. <laughs> I just don't. I, I've been I've been chatting on on Twitter um, today with um, uh, Neil Henderson, having a conversation about um, you know the, the the refereeing not being good enough. My 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 point that I've made over and over and over again is that why aren't our referees professional? Just like the players are professional, just like you get in the Premier League, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, Neil makes a very good point, which is that, you know, essentially, um, you know, they've got to be the players, you know, are, are cheating and that shouldn't be allowed. 
and we should call that out as well potentially and you know I, I agree with that I mean I look at you look at the way that I think it's Chilvers um, that goes down for for Colchester in the box when he's quite clearly not been touched he's looking for it he wants it um, he's he's dived in my opinion and uh, you know a referee well, it's not it's not cheating is it if the ref falls for it right well it is That's cheating because if the ref falls for it it's even worse isn't it I don't class it as cheating if the ref gives it I blame the ref okay so you do your your sole point because this is Neil's point is that the focus is you know completely on the referee and that's unfair the referee but can it make is mistakes. the referee of course he can so can players but I, I was thinking about this before we started recording hmm. and a and I think because this was that fella's first game in the football league wasn't it to a second technically he did he did was referee it? one match at the end of the last season yeah in league two but it's like if you bring a player from the conference into league two or whatever yeah, it might take him a couple of games to get to the pace of the the league or whatever and, and that sort of thing and stuff problem with that is that only impacts the team he's playing for problem if it takes a few games for the ref to get up to speed is it impacts both teams and it impacted both teams on Saturday yeah. it was one of the most woefully inept performances I think I've ever seen from a referee it, it genuinely it, it impacted them and us it's not mm. just Obviously, theirs wasn't a penalty. I don't think ours was a penalty. Yeah, it probably hit his arm, but it was about two yards away. From him. That's not a penalty <laughs> either. It's know, not. You it? cannot. You cannot give that as a penalty. It was you can't move that quickly, can you? No, so. Yeah, that was it. I think. It's... I think there, there was there was at least a couple of fans. I think Shane Webster said on Twitter that he he saw it as a bit of a leveler. It was only given yeah, because possibly. maybe he knew he'd made a mistake with the the Colchester one. Um, he did it numerous times. So he, there was a there was a time where. He'd given us a corner. It wasn't a corner. It was a goal kick. And I think he realized that. And he did that whole thing where pretty much as soon as we crossed the ball, he blew his whistle for a foul. And it's like, there was no foul there. It was ridiculous. Yeah. There was numerous decisions where Hilton probably should have had a foul for a push in the back. Yeah, Hilton made the most of it, but it, it was definitely a push. Didn't give it. Two minutes later, the Colchester lad got a foul for exactly the same thing. And it's kind of like, well, you're inconsistently shit. That's the problem. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, fair enough. You'll be happy to know, Neil, that... Um, no, I know. Parsons the next referee. is in charge against yeah. Gorsley, And it'll be his it. first ever EFL oh, game. No. Yeah. <laughs> brilliant. Absolutely brilliant. Um, and yeah, just before we go, Danny, I know you're going to be pleased yes. about this news. Wow. Shoot the boat. Shoot shoot the boat. No, shoot, <laughs> shoot the boat is back. Imagine that he bullseye. Shoot the boat oh, in a boat, reverted. <laughs> Shoot the boat. Uh, back. That's going Brilliant. to be straight away for the end of season award. Shoot the boat. Shoot the boat. Shoot the booty's back. Absolute vintage. Oh, it's like when you bring back one of them old old TV shows, isn't it? Like you know what we should do. do? Oh, if you're going to say reenact a photo, Neil, I'm well up for it. Well, I've got two options. Two things we should do. Number one, reenact the photo. Yep. <laughs> Number two. We should arrange with the club for a podcast halftime special shoot the boat yes, competition. We definitely should do that. It's amazing. Let's Me, do it. Me, um, Danny, Charles, Jeffy, who can get it in the boot? Oh, and, can you imagine? Oh, that'd be amazing. Let's do it. Let's let's sort that out. I'm well up for that. Uh, right. How do you apply to become a shoot the boot person? You just have uh, to message them, don't you? Yeah, you don't just you? message the club, I think. On the week, oh, every week, I think. You have to just yeah, put your name. For, name the up. first one's the Hartlepool game, isn't it? Yes. And yeah. something all there together. 
Let's get on. Absolutely. Let's get on it. Let's get on it. Right. That's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. To it's Charles Scott's going to practice. Oh, oh, yeah. I'm going, <laughs> going to open the boot on your drive. Going to get the boat out. <laughs> get more from us on cobblestome.com, including match previews, which Danny will be writing. Lovely. Thank you for Jeffy's beautiful match preview for the Colchester game for last week. That was great. Beautiful. Um, beautiful. And you can also find information on how you can support us through our Patreon. You can sign up for £5 a month for more podcast episodes. Danny will be back with the preview show on Friday. Um, who yes. got? Have you got a Grimsby fan lined up, Danny? We've got a Grimsby fan. We've got a Grimsby uh, podcast. Lovely. Oh, the bad news is you've got me as well, possibly, Danny. Oh, no. Yes. Oh, no. DN, DN35 podcast. Fabulous. And uh, they, they've got the P in silly brackets to indicate they've been my. Oh, bless them. Talk about that. I'm looking forward to talking to them about their owner. Oh. Good. Any particular reason? Peak. He, well, he used to own Simply Business. So. Ah, yeah, there you go. There, there, you, go. Go. there you go. Bit of a Brilliant link. Stuff. Okay. If you've got an opinion on the cobblers or a question for us, then send it our way. Podcast.cobblers2me.com or at Cobblers2me on social media. That is it for this week. Thank you, Danny. Ding, 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 dong. Thank you, Charles. Thank you, Neil. It's last orders. Go get yourself another pint. It's not last orders, Charles. Actually, more people have turned up since, so oh, I will lovely. get another beer. Indeed. Go for it. And uh, thank you also to uh, the debut for a vending machine that makes its own ice. Yeah. Thanks very much for, for joining us. <laughs> we'll see you again next time. Goodbye. Way! There's the cup. There's the pictures you'll see on tomorrow's back pages. The Cobblers are going through into Division 1. Bring them on because we deserve it. Support the podcast on Patreon by joining the It's All Cobblers to Me fan club. Every month you'll receive access to exclusive bonus content such as our Meet the Staff series, hear our player interviews before anyone else and be invited to regular meetups. By joining the fan club, you'll be helping us to continue our sponsorship of NTFC women's player Abby Bruin and enable us to keep the podcast and all our other content going to the high standards you expect. To join the fan club, go to patreon.com forward slash cobblers to me. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.